0: i'm alberto and i'm a fan i'm Bree, and i'm a new in this season of fan versus new we're covering batman theatrical movie verse. so whether you're a fan or brand new to the genre like me we welcome you to join us each week as we discuss all things batman hey everybody welcome back and today we're going to be discussing batman from 1989 that's right just batman no the batman no batman the movie just batman <laughs> This one has a star-studded cast. Like, it has massive, massive star appeal. In my opinion. Some of my favorite actors and actresses are in this Yep. Yeah, Batman 1989. That was Tim Burton's Batman with... Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michelle Pfeiffer. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. What character? Oh. Kim Bassinger yeah 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 I was one movie ahead of myself but okay. we can cut that out. it is not getting cut yeah it is <laughs> oh my goodness my I just goodness. swore you have to cut it out <laughs> I can put a sound effect <laughs> look I got my trivia wrong you can screw me on that. So, the Tim Burton Batman of (laughs) 1989, the first movie, first Batman in theaters since Batman 1966. Mm -hmm. So, what are we talking, like, 20-year absence? 66, 76, 86, 23. 23 23-year absence from the theaters. This Batman has changed. This Batman is dark. It's Tim Burton. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, are, are you a Tim Burton fan? Yeah. I'm kind of indifferent to him. I've enjoyed what he he makes, but I'm not a Stan. No, no bite it. No, no, not at all. I've, I've, but I've enjoyed what he's done. It's just not something that I would say that's my favorite movie ever. Like some people are diehard Stans for like Nightmare on Elm like, Nightmare on Elf. Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yes, yeah, Jack Skeleton and like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Things like that. Like he makes iconic. Iconic films that people are just ready to lay down for. And I've enjoyed them, but I'm not going to lay down for them. Okay. Before we get the movie rolling, let's check in with our noob on their knowledge level. Okay. All right. So last time you did say that this was your favorite Batman. Yes. So what is your level of exposure to this Batman specifically? This Batman I have seen. I know I've seen it. I have vivid memories of it. I still could probably only like pick out certain things, but this one, I'm a hundred percent certain. Even though I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood, I'm a hundred percent certain this one I've seen. <laughs> I can't tell you much more. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so if you've seen this movie before, uh huh, broken memories and all, what do you remember about the plot or the story or actors? Apparently not much, considering you messed them up. You're not keeping that in. Oh, 100%. That is in there. That is not staying in. (laughs) Um, I would say... What was the question? Given that you've seen this movie before, tell me what you remember. Plot? Actors? Thing that happens? Climax? Uh, Twist? I probably couldn't tell you storyline, honestly. I mean, this came out 1989. I probably saw it 1995, 1993. No, it was 92 when the next one came out. So I probably saw it in 1992, right around that. So I would have been... Hmm. I'm not going to age myself. People don't get to know that. I would have been young. <laughs> Let's just say that. All right. I mean, I know it discusses the Joker's origin story. I know... I'm realizing now as I try to come out with it that I don't know a lot. I know that Billy D. Williams plays another villain before he becomes a villain, kind of, I think. I don't think Harvey Dent is quite Two-Face yet, but I know he's in it. Okay. All right. And I think this is, like, one of the only movies I can bring to my mind where Batman's leading lady isn't one of the villains. Vicky Vale. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. But honestly, like, we are showing how much I don't know. And I'll fully admit that. That's why I'm the noob. Okay. So we just came off of Batman 1966. Any predictions or beliefs on the similarities between these two? You think they're opposite on the spectrum? or I don't think they'll be very similar. You know, Batman 66 was very campy, very colorful, bright, comedic. They're trying to make Batman a lighter character. And I just don't correlate Tim Burton with bright, colorful, happy. Even when he does bright and colorful, it's creepy. So my predictions is it's going to have like a very dark overtone. There will be color, but it's going to, it's gonna again, fall on the creepy, like that purple of Joker's suit, you know? Even when there's the color, it kind of leaves you feeling uncomfortable or things like yeah, that. It's Tim Burton, so... Exactly. I, yeah, I get what you mean by that. Another prediction. Some people may get exactly where I'm going with this. Some may think I'm crazy. I will not be the least bit surprised if either Johnny Depp or Helena Bonham Carter show up somewhere in this movie. What do you think on this movie? Robin? No, yeah, I don't think there's a Robin in this one. I'm pretty sure that we don't see Robin again until Batman and Robin. I could be wrong, but I think Batman or Robin doesn't show up again until Batman and Robin. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I guess that's all that's left to do is go watch the movie and then come back and discuss it and share our trivia. I've got some pretty awesome trivia. And we're back Batman. Nineteen eighty nine. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah? So um, bad. Like, I, I honestly think there was probably only a handful of things I have to complain about. And it's not even complain, it's just like little nuances. But it's very few, overall such good stuff. Oh that's bad. I love to hear it. I'm making a little fan right now. <laughs> this wasn't a it's on TV. Wasn't on board it's, it's for the podcast for your job. <laughs> so, professionally, how'd you enjoy it? I thought that the direction was really good. Like, you could really see the story that different was telling. You could follow it quite easily. And the music played so well into it. Right? There what right. like so, so Danny that, Elfman, that whole composer for yes. this movie. Perfect. Batman had these deep, resonating orchestral pieces going with him. And then the Joker pops on, and it's Prince. You know, like, it's so perfectly fitted. And I know I've read that Tiburton wasn't fond of Prince music, which had already been in place before he was brought on. But I can't picture this movie without it. It was so fitting to the scenes that it. was awesome. Did any major scenes pull you out of the movie? Any huge potholes or anything like that? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I have one thing written in like huge bold. And it's so insignificant, but it matters. When he's going to pull Vicky Bale out of the situation with Joker's minions or whatever, and he turns to her and he's like, How much do you weigh? And <laughs> big bold letters. Never ask a woman what she weighs. 108 was a lie. It was a lie, and that was the setup for the following scene. The reason he needs to know is so that his grappling hook well, I can get, pull them both up. Obviously I get that, but no woman, it's like the rule of seven. Still, you are being chased by thugs, super villain. It happens without cognizant thought. You know what you weigh. But in your head, you weigh what your goal is. So if somebody asks you, like, "What do you weigh?" it's not going to be this. It's going to be like this, because it it doesn't matter. You think people are telling the truth when they're trying to get on roller coaster rides that'll kill them? Or I bet you a bunch of people have lied about weight restrictions on, like, skydiving, where you jump at the airplane. I'm sure there's a weight restriction on that, and I have seen people who would obviously be outside of the weight restriction. Just saying, you lie about your way in certain situations. You don't even think about it. All right, well, I'll give him the pass. But if a superhero is asking, you do not lie. <laughs> Another thing that pulled me out was somehow, somehow, he's a Batman Bruce Wayne does not notice that he's following him so obviously. Yeah, but Bruce Wayne is distraught at the time. Like, he is, it's the anniversary of his parents' death. He is going to their, not grave, the death site to memorialize them. Like, you can give a guy a pass. I'm sure some people, a lot of people, have had things on their mind. Maybe an exam, maybe a little bit behind on bills. They, uh, black blackout. Yeah. When you drive, do you notice every turn you take, or do you just sometimes appear at the destination? As creepy scary experience is, there are more times that I'd like to admit that I don't remember how I got somewhere. There you go. So we can give Bruce Wayne a pass. But I'm not a hyper-vigilant crime-fighter type person. Okay. All right. Counterpoint. This is kind of Batman's debut. Ooh. You're fine. It's not the Batman of 1966 that has been deputized by the police because he's so great. It's not the Batman of the stereotype, you know, everything is in his utility. But this is the Batman that is maybe six months into it. Like, it, year it, one Batman type of thing. It really did seem as though he was just starting out. Yeah, because in every Batman iteration I can think of, even this one, it was shocking to me that nobody knew who he was. So yeah, I'll concede that to you. But thank you. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Comic book movie—they've changed a lot in the last 20 years. Death of the Joker. What are your thoughts? they have kept him around for Batman Returns? I think that it is important that they continue to introduce the different villains. I would have appreciated if Joker's dad he would have been a the last sentence on that. How so? He just falls off a ladder because he's got a dark oil attached to his ankle. Anything. Batman pushing him off. The ladder falling from the helicopter. Anything else other than the completely obvious setup. From the moment the ladder dropped, you knew that was how he was going to die. No fake end. No nothing. This Joker is dead forever. That is your stance. That is why I turned to you and asked, can the Joker die? Just yes, support. Believe We'll leave that in on us. Whether or not he died, he just died. Did okay. That's the question. So this is movie two, in uh, I don't know. A lot parts? No idea at this point. Vicki Vale. Think uh, she's going strong with Bruce Wayne, or? New love interest in the movie. New love interest in every movie. Yeah? Yeah. I think he's a bit of a player, but also, I know the love interest in the next movie is Catwoman. That's just completely obvious, because he hasn't been for his female villains. I don't blame though, Catwoman. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer, she's bomb. You know, you know which actor is which now? (laughs) Michelle. But Uh, are you honestly, like, I'm sorry. Am I completely, just my opinion? Shaw Pfeiffer is a solid eight. Eight and a half. Uma thurman? She plays poisoning, and I know that's right. I know it's Uma Thurman. Ten. All the way to ten. I would go for Uma Thurman any day. Favorite scene. Oh gosh, there is Any anything where the Joker is just being hilarious. Or dropping an iconic line. It may seem unfair to some that Jack Nicholson got top billing for this movie, and I think he did. But dang, did Jack Nicholson steal every single scene he in? He earned that top billing on his performance alone. It doesn't matter that he got it because of the name of thing. His performance got it. He was gone. I did jot down like some of the lines that just made me immediately go, like, Forever iconic. Let's hear them. The pen is truly mightier than the sword. It's perfect. Especially since he just shoved a quill into somebody's neck. I have given a name to my page. And that's it. You know, a lot of people would take uh, Have You Ever danced with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight as a favorite quote. I mean, it's good. But. It's just not as good as, like, a hilarious clip after you murder somebody or saying Batman is my pain, when you're, like, each other's pain. It, it's, it came in a weird full circle. Yeah. And if every villain comes out full circle like that, like, if they try to make every single villain Batman's origin story and vice versa, it's going to drive you crazy. But this one was Now, the opposite. Most disliked. I don't think I have one, honestly. I really thought this was a good movie. There wasn't anything in particular where even I turned to, like, that's awful. I was talking a lot because I had questions, but I really enjoyed it. It was not hard to get sucked into this movie. If I had to say any one thing, it would be the predictability. I said it to you right as soon as we met the big boss. What's his name again? Ross? Gross? Uh, Jack's boss, right? Yeah. Frank. If he had a last name that start Gizzle? Um. No idea. I think it's Gizzle or something like that. I don't know. When we met the big boss, I was straight up, like, I turned to you and I said, he's going to die. He's going to die big. Gonna die as big as I wanted him to die? No, no, the Joker dancing to every bullet that he shot. That was pretty odd. It was. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was probably the most predictable thing. The least predictable thing is I. The fake out intro. I was. I said it to you like five times. Like I was so certain that this was telling us Batman's origin. It was him as a kid. And then, boom, here comes Batman, saving the day. And it's like, oh, it was a fake-out. They got us. Got me. (laughs) I really enjoyed that. So we're two movies in, okay? We've seen pretty much opposite spectrums of Batman. Take away the actors. Take away the campiness, the special effects, all of that. Batman, the character himself. Which one do you prefer? I like the darker Batman. The darker Batman. He's more realistic. I think so. For one, I don't see a vigilante being endorsed by the police. Ultimately they do at the end of this too. That technology is again just a little unrealistic, but I guess I get that it has to happen for for the story. But yeah, I do. I like I like the Middle Year I never grow into that. All right, so now it's time for the portion of the show where I tell you stuff you probably already know about. Uh, my favorite part. All right, so our first piece of trivia and this is much better trivia than last episode, mostly because you didn't steal all my trivia <laughs> earlier this year. Pretty amazing. Michael Keene was inducted into the Online Film and Television Association's Hall of Fame. With Batman. Like, what, 20 something years later? Three, four. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of years later, and he gets a awesome. Dutch. Well, he is pretty much almost universally everyone's favorite Batman. Almost no controversy beside cool. him or anything. You know, uh, later on, athletic, bad Lots of murders in that movie. You know, the 1966, very campy, Nolan, super pretty. So this is kinda like the right tone for a lot of fans where he's not overly murdery and he's not overly catchy. And it came out when most of the fans were like, uh yeah, those great years like we were just getting born and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh what, nineteen eighty nine? Yeah. A lot of the demographic, right? Like perfect placement. And honestly, I'm probably the odd man out. Amongst the people I know who are indifferent to that, almost every single person I know love. this next piece of trivia on you, creepy, and cool. Robin Williams had been offered and accepted the role of the Joker because Jack Nicholson was vacillating whether he wanted it or not. And not only was Robin Williams offered the role, but he'd been campaigning for it. He was a comic reader. He really loved that edit. He was competing hard to play the Joker. So they offered him the role. He didn't know what was going on with Jack Nicholson. They offered him the role. He accepted it. And they took that acceptance to Jack Nicholson and said, if you don't take this role, Robin Williams will step in and you're SOL. So of course Nicholson is the role. And of course Robin Williams was. Livid, livid! The studio and the executives used him as bait to lure in the actor that they really wanted, and he swore that he would not do another project for Warner Brothers until they gave him And rumor has it, or some articles will state, that he also then refused to call their director about the most often to him. But Rob Williams himself has said that he feels like he was robbed of that role as well. And then it ultimately went to the director or casting director's favorite choice. Who is just while I love Jim Carrey and I love Jeff Nicholson, and they did wonderful the roles. I'm assuming Jared did a wonderful They have great talent, especially with the void of the loss of Robin Williams. I just I can't help wonder how those roles look. because it is so multifaceted. A hundred percent, I agree. I even watch Jack Nicholson Joker, and there are lines that don't fit Nicholson. Like, they were lines that were done up for Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Like, the one that comes to mind is right at the end. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? That's a Robin Williams line. Like, if you were to go from straight-laced, about to murder Batman, to begging on your knees and pulling out a set of fake glasses... To make a joke, that's like Robin Williams. That's like the genie from Aladdin. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. That is that is definitely something that you can ultimately picture Robin Williams delivering just perfectly. And I mean, I still laughed consistently. I laughed more in this than I did in a movie that was intended to be funny. I also thought the Joker's makeup was spot for that. Quite a departure from the uh, white mustache. Especially considering I was watching very close through his makeup 1989, only 20, 23, 23 years later after 66. And in 1989, they knew how to disappear an eyebrow. So, are you going to tell me in 1966 they didn't know how to disappear a mustache? Our next piece of trivia. <laughs> this one, I want on to preface this by saying I verify all of the trivia. There's one small piece of trivia in this next little blurb that I couldn't verify. It was only available on it. So Jack Nicholson is well-known, well-known for considering the Joker one of his favorite roles. He's quoted as saying, the thing I like about the Joker is that his sense of humor is completely tasteless. You can take the Joker anywhere. And I, I really do feel you can do so much with that character just because he's so versatile in and of himself. This is the part that I couldn't verify, but I don't see it being true. It said that after the movie was released, Jack Nicholson played it at least once a week at his home because he loved it so much. I'd like to think it's You know a lot about this movie, so let me ask him. Do you think the decision to cast Michael Keaton as Batman was in any way controversial? 100%. The guy was practically a comedian back then. Okay. Yes, and exactly. Let's be real, Batman, dark and broody. So when he was cast, it was like that decision was protested by fans, other comic book writers, and even those closely associated with the project. You know that happened a lot, and specifically Batman. It seems Ben Affleck, Heath Ledger, Clooney, like almost every rendition. Iteration comes across with one sticking point. To the fans, to the writers, across the board. It, it is something that's like seeing the Waynes die on screen. Having the fans go crazy over casting, it's practically tradition at this point. Did they also protest, like, Joaquin Phoenix or Jared Pino? Yeah, Leto say Leto? I do. I probably say it wrong. I don't know. I, I, I say it phonetically. I say Leto. So, any of the fans know? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, Leto, Leto, however it is, He um, did not like that Joker. That Joker is probably the hatedest Joker. Hatedest. Most hated. Most hated? <laughs> most hated Joker in all his depictions. Okay. 50,000 people Wrote in to complain to Warner Brothers. Fifty thousand—that's such a staggering amount to me. I mean, that's back
1: before then, the internet.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. For back then, like now, it's not so hard to like send in a petitions.org or whatever. Back in the day, fifty thousand people took the time to personally write and complain about Michael Keaton's passed, which I find a little extra, but okay. They were skeptical about him being able to portray it because he was a comedy actor. And one one quote is, it's like putting Rodney Dangerfield into a accent, which I think is a little bit extreme. I mean, I get that he was in, he was in Beetlejuice, quite hilarious in that, but it, it, it's like they think actors can't have versatility. Jim Carrey has made me laugh harder than ever and cry harder than ever. Adam Sandler has made me laugh harder than ever and cry harder than ever. Actors can be versatile. If if they're known for comedy, it doesn't mean they can't do drama, which I think is one of the things that bothers me. So a really powerful man in Hollywood, he wasn't named, but he called the chairman of Warner Brothers and basically told him that if they continued on with this Decision, it would destroy the company and bring it to its knees. So dramatic, and I'm not accused of being dramatic. I mean, that's a little bit more dramatic as far as I can But okay. So we obviously know that it isn't true, but I find it funny that there was such a huge show of protest based on the Batman's community. It's just sad. It, it's far the course. It is, it is a Batman film. I'm sure back then it was big. Why? Now, that's just a long-standing position. Yeah, so this next one, it hits me in my heart because it's just like me. Y'all don't know this. Alberto does. I can logic my way out of almost any situation. So Michael Keaton was really concerned with the logic of how Batman was able to maintain this secret identity. So he and Tim Burton had discussions. They floated ideas. Contacts for Bruce Wayne and Batman to differentiate. Honestly, I can barely tell what eyes what color his eyes were so, Ultimately, they decided that while trying Batman, Michael Keaton made his voice on Adams. Batman voice. The Batman voice. Was started by Michael Keaton out of a need, a logical need to explain how a secret identity was made. And that just makes my heart sing. And it started a tradition; like everybody does it now. 100%. Remember, nineteen sixty-six, Batman, Batman, Bruce Wayne, same voice, same mannerisms, same everything. At least this Batman, there's different. There is a distinct difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I think I saw a little bit of a difference, but in the sixties, he was Batman so much that it was really easy just notice that same intonation the whole time because he very rarely does Bruce Wayne in the movie. But I get what you're saying, and I see that. Okay. This next one Michael Keaton can be credited for the iconic line I am Batman. Not I am Batman, I'm Batman. Right at the beginning of the movie, just yes. buzz off the roof and the line. And you cheered so massively. Really geek out of so in the script, it was meant to say, I am the knight, and he changed it to my Batman. I do remember in the comics, it's actually like a three-panel blur. It is, and I'm going to get to that. This is where some sources discredit that it was, that it was Michael Keaton, and insist that it was Kevin Conroy. Yeah. only Batman. I did air quotes around that, you guys can't see it, I hope you heard it. So, he was Batman in the animated series, and they say that he first said, and I quote, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. Look, this is the thing. The animated series ran from 1992 to 1995. Batman was 1989. So how could Kevin Conroy have said it first? Because the voice. Does it matter if it's the voice? One was produced, it was, it, it was it big matters. three years ago, but he can't have originated the phrase if it was said three years before he said it. So I, I think you're right on this, based on yeah. the act hmm. because in the animated series, it is, I am Batman, and that line does get transferred, transferred into the comics, but... It's on Batman. Yeah. So, what do you know? I learned something new. Hey, guys! I think that's a point for me. Oh know. So this is a fun one. It really doesn't have anything to do with the movie. It's more to do with Batman itself. So the film was released on the 50th anniversary of Batman character. Batman's birthday is recognized as the day that he first appeared in an issue of Detective Comics. He's March 1939 making him 82 years old today. I really hope he found a way to visualize the fall this year. am he wore a mask. That's terrible. I mean, Knox had a mask in his truck, readily available in 1989. It's like they knew it was coming. I don't know. This was the first adaptation to cover the origin story of the Joker. And it remained the only one until the release of Batman the Killing Joke in two thousand and sixteen. And I don't know what Batman the Killing Joke is. Is that is that the walking phoenix one? No, Batman: The Killing Joke is an animated movie that uh, depicts the origin stories of the Joker, or one of them, since there are multiple different origin stories depending on how. The Joker's alter ego, Jack Napier, was created by the filmmakers. In the comics, there was no specific name given. For that reason, they came up with Jack Napier, and they came up with it for two reasons. It's a play on Jack and Apes. You know what Jack and Apes is? Never heard that? Okay. Jack and Apes is a medieval word. It basically means a foolish fellow. Who's a of, I age myself greatly because I use Jack and Apes in my everyday vernacular. See, I always thought it was uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, the original at That part, you're right. So it is, it is also for Alan who did play Alfred in the first movie and the TV series, and had actually died in 1980. (inaudible) They (inaudible) did it to memorialism. (inaudible) That's nice. And this one was added to my trivia later, not by myself. (laughs) And it says, the first film to start the tradition of showing the Wayne's death on film. And somehow that's a joke that I'm going to understand later. That's a joke. The Wayne's death is a bit of a joke. In this it's completely improbable. I can't think of any billionaire who would uh, let his wife die instead of just letting the feet take her necklace. He, he even fight for the necklace. Like, can you? Okay, let's imagine like Tesla. Not Tesla. <laughs> what's the name? Musk. Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk is out to dinner with his partner and child with symbols for its name. Kyle? No, it's not Kyle. It's like some weird sound. He described how to pronounce their name at one point, and it was just weird. But, yeah, his his child has, like, all those letters yeah. and numbers, and it's like, yes, it's not a name. Anyways, can you imagine him being out for dinner and some thug off the street coming up and being like, give me your diamonds. Or I'm gonna kill you, and Moss being like, No, you can't have those diamonds, they're way too important. I, I could see it happening because you're, you're forgetting quite a big thing in this whole scenario. Okay, yes, millionaire, yes, it's just a necklace, Why? he is there with his wife and his eight year old child. All the more reason to not react and just let it happen and make sure you get out of there safe. Correct, but a guy pulled a gun on you and your family. You're not gonna jump in the middle of it? No, my instinct is always sorry. Granted, I live in a country where I really don't have to worry about somebody pulling a gun on me? My instinct would like it would definitely be like keep myself safe. Be human. Fire. I'm not gonna win. And so can people people you. Yeah, but I'm not going to win against the human wielding the firearm who's going to pull that trigger. Anyways. Dark, ready, timbered Batman. You know, I've seen... Only because I knew. And the hand with the flowers and the balloons. The balloons were very dirty. But anything else I could believe it is something else. Like, this didn't really have the stank. this not the timber at used too. Right. You can really tell we've worked on this show, but I didn't have to ask the question. Let you just answer it. What? How Tim Burtony was this movie? <laughs> Very just, not Tim burton I was setting the question up, I mean, and then you just you just ran. There was no Johnny Depp. There was no Helena Bonham Carter. Are you gonna tell me they weren't married at that point? Well, actually, they probably weren't married at that point. But still. They've been divorced for years and she still shows up with the movies. When did uh, Scissor, Scissor Hands. Scissor after this or the first. Scissor Hands is the 90s, I'm pretty sure. because uh, isn't that Depp's first movie with her? Scissor Hands. Let's I am 1990, so one year later. That's right. Johnny Depp. He not been yet. Okay, let's find out when he married Helena Bonham Carter. 2001 to 2014. Alright, so pre-movie. We said that you remember the movie. I did. I thought I did. I did. Yeah. Now, I I litter I, I will from that one. Two Batman, opposite spectrums. What have we seen some so far? We've seen Batman, no Robin, right? Joker. Batmobile. Which uh let's take Batman. You so, uh, said this one's better. Yeah. Batmobile. I'm definitely this one. Oh, there is something to be said for a nice classic car, though. I just, I don't think I really like the black and red. But this one, come on, it blows up a building, it drives itself, the it armor goes through a wall. There is no arguing that this is an amazing vehicle. 100%. 100% agree. Probably my favorite Batmobile so far. Like I said, the only thing that would have made it better is if it like transformed itself? Another vehicle that was not in the previous movie. Are oh, they had, like the or Yeah, the cop and the uh, the Batcave. This one less flashy, less yes. stuff. Yeah, the actual cave walls. Yeah, but I don't think he's doing as much science as another Batman. He's just starting off. That's what you said. So it's it's a baby Batman. Can we talk about what a narc Alfred is? He narc'd out Bruce Wayne for lying to her the day after. And then right towards the end when he just takes her down to the back end. 100% a narc. 100%. And he's supposed to be Batman's guy Friday. Yeah, but he cares about Bruce Wayne. Vigilantism is not a proper life. This man raised that child since the death of his former friend and employer. He's, he's his father, right? Would you want your kid to potentially risk their life every single night on a vow to the parents? You know, after raising him like a parent. No, of course not. But there was no way they were going to end up happily ever after. He literally lied to her the next morning. It doesn't matter what his reasons were. You can say, I'm busy today. I have personal things to attend to. don't have to say you're going out of town. And then have your butler tell her the truth. First of all, Alfred's a horrible wingman. Second of all, man, he's a player. I mean, yeah. He's not looking for a happy ever after, he's looking for a tonight ever after. Right, Batman pulls. Bruce Wayne pulls. Straight up. Alright? But they would give it up. At they would give it up once crime is done. Once there's no evil in the world. Oh, so never? You know what? Idealism is not a set. No. Yeah. Idealism is great. But realism is realistic. You really do prefer the dark and <laughs> I do. <laughs> it speaks <to> my soul. <laughs> Very much a Frank Miller Batman fan, it seems. You have no idea who Frank Miller no, is. No, I idea what you're talking about. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure this movie also starts the, uh, the theory, the stance, that Batman doesn't kill. What you talk about Batman kills. For a long time. The stance is Batman does not kill. That's why everyone disliked Ben Affleck's Batman. Let's talk about soup. Yeah. the suit. The suit. Iconic. I like, one thing I like is that it actually covered his nose. It, maybe it's, it, it, it was like just about the nose. And I thought that was so lame. And maybe it's just like he used The nose cover. I'm a fan of uh, the black and yellow. It's tasteful. You know, it's very dark, very gritty. Very Tim Burton. I liked it. And the intro where they introduce Batman, all in shadow and everything you don't see. That That is a total fakey intro. Right? Yeah, you think you're watching Batman's origin. And then Shadow comes across the screen. Oh, that's Batman. What's going on? I think I actually Oh, and the bright yellow symbol on the chest. That's iconic. That is what I think of. What I think of Batman is his mask and that emblem. The yellow. Well, oh, I'm sorry. did the emblem have a lot of colors? Yeah, it gets changed a lot. Quite a bit. Silver, black. Uh, gray how, blue. How does black on black offer any contrast whatsoever? Gray. The the emblem is there. All iterations. It's actually it actually gets explained why he has the emblem on his chest. When someone has a gun on you, you're gonna fixate on something. So he has the emblem to fixate on the most protective part of his chest. He should turn around and run. I guess they say that, like, a running target is hit, like, 10% of the time or something like that. Yeah, but if you're trying to instill <laughs> I know. fear. You don't turn around and run. That's a that smart thing. It's the logical thing you do. You to do. That's a good correction. It's logical. But if you're trying to instill fear on the criminal underworld, you pretend to be immortal. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. you get shot they look away you disappear the fear but do you know what would actually be better being immortal well, okay he's human come on well I don't think he had you just said it's good to feel, it's good to pretend to be immortal well it, it is better to actually be immortal eventually he'll team up with people you who are immortal we'll agree on this I thought like for sure he would have worked with somebody who just Captain America Okay, ages. He was in ice for like 90 years in a robot and then age of a millisecond. Yeah, that's project. That stuff. Puzzles. I oh. mean, you know, you keep aging, while in a bad of ice. You get paused. He went in at 23, he comes out at 23, paused. And I haven't seen him get any older during any of the movies. Spoiler alert! Have you seen all the movies? Although, I was at work for the last two, so it was kind of sporadic. But, uh. Okay. Leave it at that. Dude ages. I'm sure he does. There's got to be some superhero. There's, there's There's got to be some superhero within the What about Captain Marvel? Is she, is she immortal? No. She's an alien, too. Isn't she is a like, part of time. I? ruins us all. Well, I'm going to like <laughs> hey there, Islander. <laughs> Technically, she doesn't live forever. She just travels through time. The chicken, the guy, in the They're not actually living, they're just traveling through time. I think it's really interesting that Bob is He's given writing credit all um, Even though he's been dead since 1998, he definitely didn't write it on the other movies. Yeah, but he's like a Stanley created the character and it wasn't just him. Wasn't just him. He did create the character. And the dude was amazing with contracts, So amazing that for a long time he was given sole creatorship to Batman. Even though Bill Finger drew him. So the Batman as we know it wouldn't be fixed. A hundred percent. It's actually a whole evil thing and Marvel has the same thing over on their side with Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and all of them. Same deal. And did that start before his dad, or is it is something that his dad? Yes and no. Like these states control a lot of that stuff. So I mean, if your grandfather created Batman and the first Batman, we do not want his name to be immortalized. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so I completely stand with those families both sides of the We see credit where credit's due. Yeah, and in both situations it was the artist who got discredited, right? Yeah, yeah. The story guy got the credit, the artist, the penciler, the colorer, all of them. Like, I don't want to discredit the work of the writer. That's really great work, but it's also really hard work to Draw so intricately, like how many cells per minute? Well, back then, I mean, it's probably yeah, like twelve pages ish, six cells per page. It's still a decent amount of cells, But he was doing a lot of sweat labor, and to just be discredited as as the as a creator, it saddens me a lot. Actually, it, it is. It sucks. Like, let's be real. Like. A lot of people do not know what Bill Finger is. No they, idea. Will, they will name have no idea. Bob Kane as creator of Batman, but Bob Kane's Batman is completely different from Bill Finger's Batman. Like they actually have side by side comparisons, like the darkness, blues and the uh, blues and the purples, the blacks, the ears. Like iconic Bill Finger. Whereas on the other side, Kane had popping colors. A little bit different, more of a smeared vibe, or like pop art, like your dot art, yeah. or yeah, like a lot more product of the times. So, did Bob Kane and Bill Finger did they create any other? Like, are they like Stanley, who just created everybody? Or did they solely create? I'm sorry, Stanley and what was his Jack Kirby, were they, like, Stanley and Jack Kirby and they created, like, the entire of the Avengers, or they just created Batman? They just created Batman. So the way DC works, DC was, like, three or four different publications that all had a designation So Batman was Detective Comics, uh, Superman was, uh, I don't remember. Well no. no. I'm gonna be like, wouldn't Superman be Detective Comics too? Since DC is very clearly short for Detective Comics. Yes, but back in the day, he belonged to his own publications, all under the umbrella of the DC brand we know today. But he was actually part of Action Comics. That's what it was. Action Comics. I've heard of Action Comics. Yes. Action Comics was Superman, and Superman was. Guy, detective comics, because detectives, Batman. And then they had like a few other ones with like their own designated genre and their own superhero. Then in the 40s or the 50s, around there, they just combined and just made it DC. Then they got the crossovers, Batman, Superman, all that fun stuff happened. That's how it goes. And on the other side, Marvel. We have Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, and most of those items were developed under the Marvel banner. Yeah, so there we've got, like, every Eye know. you got your Thor, Captain America, your Hulk, Spider-Man, Iron Man, all those fantastic four. There's one I don't know. There's one I don't really you interested in knowing. I Only because I've heard that... The movies that they made in the early 2000s were okay, but not great. And then the remake they did was just not. Great. I will take a comic fan approach to this. The movies in the early 2000s were actually pretty good. What? They came out at the same time as, like, the Spider Man of the time. And oh, well, that's just hard to be. Exactly. I mean, you've got that so you stupid, have iconic upside down kiss. X Men, Spider Man, those are the other two that came out around, around the same have, time. Okay, now clear this up for me. And we're so on a tangent now that has even nothing to do with Batman. Deadpool. Is he actually Marvel, or does he just want to be Marvel? He is Marvel. Yes. Oh right, he just wants to be an X. He wants to be an X Man, an Avenger. An I love me some Deadpool. Back on the DC <laughs> side, back on Batman. You mean you want to go back to the characters I know nothing about? Yeah, because yeah. I'm, like, like, I'm the new best. Because <laughs> that's kind of the premise of our podcast. Yeah. Do you know what I would like to see? Yeah. And maybe it exists. Honestly. So we've had a Batman versus Superman. We've had all these different Avengers movies. Now we're in like the fourth phase, the fourth or the fifth phase of the MCU. And then you have got like, your Batman versus Superman, your Justice League. What would be super awesome is like a battle of the universes, Avengers versus Justice League. I would hate it. I know that doesn't sound like much, but it just means that I don't go to movies. <laughs> Yeah, they do that a lot in the comics. Do they? Oh, Lord, I think they've done it a few times now. So we're about rounding off this episode of Fan vs. New. What are your final thoughts on uh, Batman? If the movies continue to increase a quality, or people say generally are like the clothes to this one, I think they'll enjoy my like thoughts. I really do. I mean, I know I have reactions possibly like, to some of the upcoming ones, which will discuss comes. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to those movies that I just don't know, so I can truly go blind. Although I guess I went blind here. <laughs> yeah, you did go pretty blind into this one. I mean, after a few minutes, you were asking me, "Who's that?" Is that happening right now? Is this really how it's going to go down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. I don't know. They're, they're entertaining in that sense. Like, there was definitely a predictability to it, but I think there's a predictability to it. Because good as always going to fail. Yeah. Well, not to mention, you're not a fan, so you're not going to watch these movies once a year or anything like that. Like, Diehard fans do. Yeah. So the last time you saw this movie was probably a blockbuster rental. Probably, yeah. yeah like, I, I'm sure of it. And until we get to twenty knots or two thousand knots or whatever they call it, like twenty ten knots, odds. That's right. Except it's not the odds; it's the tens. But when we get to the tens, and those, no. Yeah, those like last two before we went. Batman versus Superman and stuff. Those ones I watched, and I have very like I will have distinct memories of those ones because I watched That's fair. That's fair. I can't wait to get to those episodes. <laughs> well, that was Batman from 1989, the second episode of Fan versus Me. What did you think? Please subscribe. Let us know. Review. Head on over to our Facebook or Instagram pages Thank you very much. Uh, if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to include while we're doing our watches or anything you'd like us to look out for. Join us next week when we look at Batman Forever? No, Batman. Again. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. I literally don't know the order of the movies. You're going to razz me oh, for it? Yes. Join us next week when we look at Batman Returns. <laughs> The next Tim Burton one. Not a direct sequel that is very important to Mr. Burton. Yeah, that's like the same movie. It takes place like a year later. And he was very, very, very clear in all of that he and Michael Keaton were not interested in doing a direct sequel. All right, so Keaton or Burton. Like, y'all want to come on the show? we got to talk about this, because straight up. It's not a correct sequel, but that's like a year later. They're very insistent. It's a whole new story. Join us next time. Fan <laughs> vs. New. And we out.